Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A Phantom Coach by Amelia B. Edwards The circumstances I'm about to relate to have truth to recommend them. They happen to myself and my recollection of them is valid as if they had taken place only yesterday. Twenty years have, have gone by since that night. During those twenty years I've told the story to but one other person. I tell it now for, with reluctance, which I find it difficult to overcome. All I entreat her, meanwhile, is that you abstain from forcing your own conclusion upon me. I want nothing explained away, and what desire no arguments, mine are subjects quite made up. Having a testimony of my own senses to rely upon, I prefer to bide to wait. Well, it was just it was just twenty years ago, within a day or two, the end of the grouse season. I'd been out all day with my gun and had no sport to speak of. The wind was due east with Mount December the place, a bleak wide moor in the far north of England. I lost my way. It was not a pleasant place in which to lose one's way. The first feathery flakes of a coming snowstorm just flattened down under the heap on the heath, my leaden evening closing in all round. I shaded my eyes with my hand and stared anxiously to the gathering darkness, where the purple moorland melted into a range of low hills some ten or twenty miles distant. Not a faintest smoke weave, not the tiniest calculated patch of park fence or shape track met my eyes in any direction. Nothing for it but to walk on and take my chance, finding what shelter I could by the way. So I shouldered my gun again and pushed wearily forward. I had been on foot since an hour after daybreak and eaten nothing since breakfast. Meanwhile, the snow began to come down with ominous steadiness. The wind fell. Of this, the cold became more intense. The night came rapidly up. As for me, my prospects darkened with a darkening sky. My heart grew heavy as I thought how my young wife was already watching for me through the window of our little inn parlour and thought of all the suffering in store of her, for her throughout this weary night. It buried four months, and we have spent our autumn in the highlands, in our lodging remote little village, situated just on the verge of the great English moorlands. We were very much in love and, of course, very happy. This morning, when we parted, she implored me to return before dusk. I promised her that I would. What I would have done, I would, <coughs> I, what would I not have given to keep my word? <coughs> <coughs> now, even now, Free as I was, I felt with a supple, an hour's rest, a guide, I shall get back to her, 
before midnight, if only the guy's shelter could be found. All this time the snow fell, and the night thickened. I stopped and shouted every now and then, but my shout seemed only to make the silence deeper. A vague sense of meanness come upon, came upon me, began to remember stories of travellers who walked on and on into the falling snow until wearied out, if fain to lie down and sleep their lives away. Would it be possible, I asked myself, to keep on thus through all the long night, dark night? Would there not come a time when my limbs must fail, illusion gave way? I too must sleep the death, sleep of death. Death, I shuddered. How hard to die just now. My life lay so, all so bright before me. How hard for my darling, whose only loving heart, but that thought was not to be born to banish it i shouted again louder and longer and listened eagerly when my shout answered or had it, i not fancy heard a far-off cry i heard it again again the shadow followed then a raving speck of light came sunning out of the dark shifting disappearing glowing growing momentarily nearer and brighter running towards it at full speed i found myself to my great joy, face to face with an old man and lantern. Thank God with his explanation that burst for drawnery from my lips. Blinking and frowning, he lifted his lantern, peered in my face. What for? cried he sulkily. Well, for I begin to fear I could be lost in the snow. Ah, then folks do get cast about you. Hereabouts it's far of coming time to time. That's what to, what to hinder you. They've been cast away likewise. The Lord's so minded. The Lord's so minded that you and I should be lost together, friend. We must submit, I replied. I don't mean to be lost without you. How far am I now from Dawning? A guide twenty one, more or less. The nearest village, the nearest village is Wilk. As only twelve miles at the other side. Where do you live then? Out yonder, said he, with a vague jerk of lantern. Going home, I presume? Maybe I am. And I'm going with you. The old man shook his head, rubbed his nose reflectively with the handle of his lantern. Ain't no use, Grody. I'll not let you, not he. We'll see about that, I replied briskly. Who is he, the master? Who is the master? And now to you, was the unsummary reply. Well, well, you lead the way. I'll gauge that master shall give me shelter and supper tonight. Oh, you can't, you can try him, muttered my reluctant guide, and still shaking his head, he hovered the gnome like away the falling snow. A large mass loomed up presently out of the darkness. Huge dog rushed out, barking furiously. Is this the house? I asked. Aye, this it's the house of Bound Bay. He fumbled his pocket for the key. I drew so close behind him, prepared to lose no chance of entrance, and saw in a little circle of light shed by a lantern that the door was heavily studded, iron nails like the door of prison. Another minute he had turned the key and pushed past him into the house. Once inside I looked around with curiosity. And found myself in a great raffled hall, which served apparently a variety of uses. One end was piled to the roof with corn like a barn, the other stored with flour sacks, 
agricultural implements, casts, and all kinds of miscellaneous lumber, while with, from the beams of a hung herd, overhead hung rows of hands, flinches, flinches, and bunches of dried herbs for winter use. Instead of the door floor, so some huge, huge object gauntly dressed in a dingy wrapping cloth, and reaching far away to Ralphers. And he didn't call off his cloth, I saw to my surprise a telescope, very considerable size, mounted on a rude, movable platform with four small wheels. The tube was made of painted wood, bound round and metal, bounds of metal rudely fashioned. The spectrum, so far as I could estimate side, dim light, measures at least fifteen inches in diameter. While I was yet examining the instrument, and asking myself whether it was not the work of some self-taught optician, a bell rang sharply. That's for you, said my guide, with malicious grin. Yonder's is his room. He pointed a low black door at the opposite of the hall. I crossed over rapped somewhat louder. And went in without waiting for an invitation. Huge white haired old man rose from a table, covered books and papers, and confronted me sternly. Who are you? he said he. Oh who? How come you here? What do you want? James Murphy, barrister in law, on foot, Cosmore, meat, drink and sleep, bend his brushy drows into post contentious frown. Why is not a house of entertainment? he said, haltingly. Jacob, how dare you admit this stranger? I do not admit him, grumbled the old man. He followed me over the mire and showed it his way before me. I had no match for six foot two. I pray, sir, by what right have you forced him an entrance to my house? Same by which I should have clung to your boat if I were drowning. A right for self-reservation. Self-reservation? There's an inch of snow on the ground already, I that replied briefly. Be deep enough to cut my body before they went. Stroll to the window, pulled aside a heavy black curtain, looked at it's true, he said. You stay, you choose till morning. Jacob served them for supper. At this he weighed me to sleep, resumed his own, came as once absorbed in his studies on which I had disturbed him. I placed my gun in the corner, drew a chair to the heath, and examined my quarters at leisure, smaller and less in Congruous its arrangements than the hall. Its room contained nevertheless much to awaken my curiosity. Curiosity. The floor was carpetless. The whitewashed walls were in, part, were in part scrawled over it with strange diagrams, and others covered shelves crowned with physiological instruments. Uses of many of which was un, were unknown to me. One side of the fireplace stood a bookcase filled with dingy philos. I have a small organ fantastically decorated with painted carvings of medieval saints and devils. Through the half open door covered at the further end of the room, I saw a large array of geological specimens, surgical preparations, cubicles, retorts, and jars of chemicals. On the main mantel shelf, beside me, a number of small objects stood a model of the solar system. Small gunneric battery and microscope. Each every chair was at had burn, every corner was hit high with box, very floor was littered over with maps, cars, papers, traces and learned took lumber of all conceivable kinds.
I stared about me with amazement, increased by very by every fresh object on which my eyes to chance to rest. The stranger room had never seen it seemed it stranger still find such room and lone farmhouse amid those wild and solitary moors. Over and again I looked from my host to his surroundings and from his surroundings back to my host. I observed who and what could he be? His head was singularly fine. There is more ahead of a poet and philosopher. Bold and temples potent, prominent over their eyes, and clothed with rough profusion of perfectly white hair. It had all the ideality and much the ruggedness of characteristics that had Louis van Beethoven. There were deep lines about the mouth, same stern furrows in the brow, the same concentration of expression. While I was yet observing him, the door opened, and Jacob brought the, in the supper. His master then closed his book, rose, and with more courtesy and manner than he had yet shown, invited me to the table, a dish of ham and eggs, a loaf of brown bread, and a bottle of mired sherry were placed before me. I have but a homeless memory, this farmyard fare to offer you, sir, my entertainer. I don't you trust or make up for the deficiencies of our larder. I had already fallen upon the Velites, and now protested the refusal of starving sportsmen. I have never eaten such evics so delicious. I bowed stiffly, and sat down in his own added to his own supper, and consisted primarily of jug of milk basin and porridge. We yet in silence, when he had done, Drake had removed his train, and then drew up my chair to the fireside, host somewhat to my surprise the same. And turning abruptly towards me, said, Sir, I've lived with in here in strict retirement for three and twenty years. During the time I've not seen as so many as many strange faces I would have and I have not read a single newspaper. You're the first stranger who crossed my threshold for more than four years. You favour me with some words of information, reflecting on the world from which I have parted company so long. Pray interrogate me, I replied. I'm heartily at your service. He bent his head in acknowledgement, leaned forward with his elbows resting on his knees, his chin supporting the palms of his hands, stared fixedly in the fire, and proceeded to question me. His queries related chiefly to scientific matters, the later progress of which applied, applied to the practical purpose of life he was among us. was almost wholly unacquainted. Those students cite myself I replied, well, my slight information permitted. The task was far from easy. I am much relieved when passing from interrogation discussion. He began pouring forth his own conclusions on the facts which had been attempted to place before him. He talked, I listened, spellbound. He talked to me, believed he almost forgot my presence. And he thought aloud, I never heard anything like that it then. I have never heard anything like it since. With any of all the systems of philosophy, subtle, in Ela- analysis, bold in generalization, he poured forth his thoughts in an interrupted stream, and still leaned forward in the same moody attitude. His eyes fixed upon the fire, wandered from topic to topic, from speculation to speculation, like a spy dreamer, from the practical science of mental philosophy, from electricity in the wire to electricity in the nerve. What's the Mesa? Mesa to Reichsbach, Reichsbach to Stockholm. Swinburg, 
Spinozzi, Kulalek, Dukentis, Berkeley, the Shushu Shushu Plato, the Magi, Mystics of the East, their transcendentations, which, however bewildering in their variety of scope, seemed easy and harmless upon his lips as sequences, sequences music, by and by I forgot how, by, now by what link of conjecture, of illusion he passed, feel which lies beyond the boundary, lying in the most conjectural philosophy, and reaches no man whether, knows whether. He spoke with soul, its apparitions, the spirit and powers, a second sight philosophy, which phenomena, those phenomena, which under the names of ghosts, spectres, and unsupernatural appearances, have been denied by sceptics and attested by, by all credulities of all ages. A well, he said, grows hourly more. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Most skeptical of all that lies beyond its own narrow radius, a man of science fostered the fatal tendency. They condemn it as fable, all that was risk experiment, reject but false, all that cannot be brought to the rest test of laboratory, dissected them. Almost that, but superstition must have waged so long and so war as against the belief of apparitions. Yet what superstition maintained? Told when the minds of men so long and so firmly. So many facts in physics and history or archaeology is supported by testimony so wide and so various, arrested by all races of men all in all ages and all climates, so serious sagas, and to be the rudest savage to the, of the day, by a Christian and pagan, the pantheist, the materialist, the phenomenon, treated nursery tale by the philosophers of our century. Circumstantial evidence weighs. With them as feather in abundance, 
comparison causes with effects ever vulnerable in physical science. The policy is worthless and reliable. The evidence of competent witnesses ever conclusive in the court of justice accounts for nothing. Who he who pauses before he pronounces condemn as a trifler, he who believes a dreamer or a fool. He spoke with bitterness, and having said thus, lapsed for several minutes into silence. Presently he raised his head from his hands and added, with altered voice and manner, I, sir, paused and investigated, believed, as not ashamed to state my convictions to the world. I too was branded as vidroid, helped held by vertical or my contemporaries, and who did from what field, that field of science in which I had laboured and honoured during all the best years of my life. These things happened just three and a half, twenty years ago. Since then, I've lived as you see me living now. A world has forgotten me, as I have forgotten ten of world. You have my history. It's very sad when I'm moment, scarcely knowing what to answer. It's very common, he replied. I've only suffered the truth. As many as better wise men suffer before me. He rose as if devious of ending the conversation. Went over the window. It ceased numbing his herbs. He drift, dropped the curtain, came back to fireside, cease, exclaimed, startling eagerly to my feet. Oh, if I were only possible, but no, not, not hopeless. Even I could find my way across the mall. I could not walk 20 miles tonight. Walk 20 miles tonight, repeated my host. What are you thinking of, my wife? He said, I replied to him impatiently. My young wife, who does not know that I have lost my way, is at the moment breaking her heart, suspense and terror. Where is she? Down in the woodling. Twenty miles away. Right down, willing, he echoed thoughtfully. <coughs> it's a distance, it's true. Twenty-five foot miles. He's uh, so anxious to see the next six or eight hours. So very, very anxious. I should give them te- you ten guineas at this moment for a guy in holes. Wish me gratified a lowly, less lonely course. Did he smiling? A nightmare from the north. Just which changes horses there when he passes in five miles the spot it'd be due a certain crossfit road about half an hour and a half jacob would go with you cross the moor put you into the old coach road you could find your way i suppose to where he joins a new one easily gladly he smiled again rang the bell gave the old servant his directions taking a bottle of whiskey and wine glass from the cupboard in which he kept his chemicals and said Say the Mars, those lies deep and will be difficult walking tonight. The more glasses of Quichbo before you start. I would have declined the spirit. You pressed it on me. I drank it. I went round my throat like liquid flame. I almost took my breath away. It's strong, I said. It will help to keep out the cold. And now you have no moments to spare. Good night. I thank him for his hospitality. I have would have shaken hands. He turned away before I could finish my sentence. The minute I traversed the hall, scraping and laid the upper door behind me, we were out on the wide, white, white moor. Although the wind had fallen, it was still bitterly cold, not star glimmered in black vault overhead. No sound save the rapid crunching of snow beneath our feet disturbed the heavy stillness of night. Jacob, not well, pleaded with his mission, scrambled. Sh- shambled on before and sudden silence his lantern his hand his shadow at his, at his feet he followed my, my gun over my shoulder never inclined of the conversations of self my thoughts were full of my late host 
His voice rang in my ears in eloquence, yet held my imagination captive. I remember to this day and was surprised how my brain retained whole senses and parts of senses, troops of brilliant ideas, images, fragments of splendid reasoning in every in the very words in which he uttered them, musing thus over what I heard and striving to call a lost link here and there, strolled on up the hills my guide, dissolved in observant. Presently in the end it seemed to me of only a few minutes he came to a sudden halt and said, Yon's your road, keep your stone fence to your right hand, and you won't forget, won't fail to the way. And then, is the old Kinch road, it, then, it, 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 is it the old Kinch road? Aye, it is old coach road. Now far do I go, for I reach the crossroads. Nine upon three miles, I pulled out my purse, came even more cumulative. Rose fire, fair road enough, he says, for foot passengers. That day it was all steep and narrow, northern traffic. You mind where the poor pits broke away. Close again the signal post. The event when mended since the accident. What accident? Ah, the nightmare pitched right over the valley below. A guide to two feet or more. Just as worse a road in the whole country. Horrible. How many lives lost? All. Four of them were found dead. The others two died next morning. How long is it since this happened? Just nine years. The end of a signpost, you say? I bear that in mind. Good night. Good night, sir. Thank you. Jacob pocketed his half crown, for made a favourite pretense of touching his hat, and trudged back to the way he came. I watched the light of his lantern till it quite disappeared and turned to pursue my low, my lay alone, till there was no longer matter of slightest difficulty, for beside. A day of darkness overhead. The stone of stone fences showed there distinctly enough against the pale gleam of snow. As like it was now seen now, the only footsteps we listened to. How silent, how solitary, strange, and sense agreeable sense of loneliness stole over me. I walked fast, I hummed a fragment of a tune, cast enormous sums in my head, and accumulated them a compost interest. I did my best in short to forget the startling speculation which I had just been listening, and to some extent I succeeded. Meanwhile, the night the air seemed to become colder and colder, and though I walked fast, I found it impossible to keep myself warm. My feet were like ice, the sensation in my hands had grasped my gun mechanically. I even breathed differently, as though instead traversing a quiet north, north country highway. I was scaling the utmost heights of some gigantic alp. This last symptom became presently so distressing, I was forced to stop for a few minutes and lean against a stone fence. As I did so, I chanced to look back the road. There, to my infinite relief, I saw a distant point of light, like the gleam of approaching lantern. I had first concluded that Jacob retreated his steps and followed me, but even at this conjuncture presented itself, Second light flashed in the night, a light in parallel with the first approaching that same rate of motion. Seeing no second fault to show me, there must be carriage lamps of some private vehicle, that it seemed strange that any private vehicle should take a road professionally disused and dangerous. There should be no doubt, however, the fact the lamps grew larger and brighter every moment. I even fancied could 
already see the dark outline of the carriage be- between them. It's coming up very fast and quite noticeably. The snow being nearly a foot deep on the wheels, and now the lamp body of the vehicle came distinctly visible behind the damps. It looked strangely lofty. Sudden suspicion flashed upon me. Was it possible I had passed across roads of a dark, observing the signposts? Could this be the very coach of which I came to meet? No one to ask, my, to ask myself that question. Second only for the here, it came round the bend. The road, a garden drive, one outside passenger, foggy, steaming greys, all wrapped in a swift haze of light, through which a lamp blazed out like a, a pair of fiery meteorites. Don't fall to wave my hat, shouted. Mail came down at full speed past me. A moment of fear that could not be seen or heard. But it was only for a moment the coach should have pulled up. The guard muffled to the eyes in capes and coffinters, apparently sounding sleep and rumble. Neither answered my wail, nor made the slightest effort to dismount. At my side passioner did not even turn his head. I opened the door for myself and looked in. There were but three travellers inside. So I stepped in, shut the door, slipped into the vacant corner, wrapped myself at my good fortune. I fear the coach seemed, if possible, colder than that of the coach's air. I pervaded of a singular, damp, and disagreeable smell. I looked round at my fellow passengers. They were, all, they were free men and all silent. He did not seem to be asleep, but even leaned back in his own corner of the vehicle, as if his all his own reflections, attempted to open the conversation. How intensely cold it is tonight, I said, addressing my opposite neighbour. He lifted his head, looked at me, and made a reply. The winter, I added, seems to have begun in earnest. Although the corner in which he sat was so dim, I could distinguish none of his features very clearly, so that his eyes were still turned full upon me, and yet he answered never a word. At ever, any other time, I should have felt, perhaps expressed, some annoyance, but in a moment I felt too ill to do either. Icy coldness at night struck a chill my very marrow. A strange smell inside the coach was affecting me, intolerable nausea. I shivered from hide to foot, and turning my hand, left hand neighbour, I asked if he had any objection to open window. He neither spoke nor stirred. I repeat the question somewhat more loudly of that same result. Then I lost patience and sat, let the sash down. As it so, the leather strap broke my hand in my hand. Observed that the glass was covered with thick coat of mildew. Accumulation is apparently of years. Attention being thus drawn to the condition of the coach, serving it more narrowly, and saw by the uncertain light of the outer lamps that it was very Last stage of depilation. Every part of it is not only out of pair, but in condition of decay. So she is splintered and at touch, leather fratings are crusted over with mould, literally rotting from the frame woodwork. The floor was almost break, almost breaking away beneath my feet. The whole machine, in fact, was fair with damp and then eventually been dragged for some outhouse in which it had been mouldering away for years. To turn another day or two of duty on the road, turn to third person whom I had not yet addressed and hastened, hazarded one more remark to coach it, I said. In deplorable condition of regular mail, I suppose, is under repair. He moved his head slowly, looked at me in the face about first speaking a word. Never forget that look while I lived. I turned cold a heart under it. 
I turn cold, her heart even now. I call it his eyes load with fiery and natural lustre. His face was livid as the face of a corpse. His bloodless lips were drawn back as if an agony of death showed the gleaming teeth of that dream. The words I was about to utter died upon my lips. The strange horror, a dreadful horror, came upon me. My sight by this time became become used to the gloom of the coach. I could see the tolerable distinctness. I turned my opposite neighbour. He too was looking at me and saying the same startling pallor in his face, same stony glitter. His eyes passed my hand. Crossed my round, I turned on a passion the seat beside my own. Saw, oh heaven, how shall I describe what I saw? I saw there was no living man, and none of them were living men like myself. Pale, fluorescent light, a light of perfection, played with it upon their awful faces, upon their hair, dank with dews of grave, upon the clothes, earth stained and dropping to pieces, upon their hands which were as the hands of corpses long buried. Only their eyes, their terrible eyes, were living. Those eyes that were all turned menacingly upon me. A shriek of terror, a wild and scrutinial cry for help and mercy burst from my lips as I flung myself against the door and strove in disdain to open it. In a single brief and valid, valid as landscape beheld in the rash of a summer lightning, I saw the moon shining down through the rift, a stormy cloud, a ghostly signpost, rearing its thorny finger by the wayside, a broken pallet, the plunging horses, black gulf below, and the couch reeled like a ship at sea, then came a mighty crash, sense of crushing pain, then darkness, seeing as if years had gone by when I woke one morning from a deep sleep, found my wife watching by myself, I would pass, I've seen that showed. I gave you in half a dozen words tales you told me with my tears of thanksgiving. I've fallen over precipice close against the junction. The old coach road and new, and only saved from certain death by lightning upon a deep snowdrift that was accumulated at a foot of the rock beneath. In the snowdrift was discovered at daybreak. A couple of shepherds had carried me near shelter, brought the surgeon to my aid. Surgeon found me in a state of raving delirium and broken arm and compound fractured skull. Letters in my pocketbook showed my name and address. My wife was summoned to nurse me, and thanks to youth and a fine constitution, came out of danger at last. Placed my fall, I need scarcely say precisely that in which a fate frightful accident happened the North Mail nine years before. I never told my wife the fatal events which I just related. To you, I told the surgeon who attended me that he treated the whole adventure mere dream, born of fever in my brain. We discussed the question over and over again, but he found that we could would discuss it. The temper no longer. Then we dropped it. Hours may form the conclusion they please. I know that twenty years ago I was a fourth inside passenger in the phantom coach. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.